Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat and stay tuned for the introduction right here now, live in the Breakout Room. It's the place for health, happiness and prosperity. Stay tuned. Our next guest live in the breakout room is the engaging Anne Shoshana Dikta. She has many talents, many portfolios to include concierge life coach. She's also an author, additionally a leadership educator and also a spiritual mentor as well as an inspirational speaker. She inspires many with quotations like this. The only thing that is real and true is the impact you are destined to make and the legacy you leave behind. Her novel is entitled, You Aren't Here to Be Good, You Are Here to Be Better. Anne believes that we have to live a life of no regrets and she inspires many to do that with her life. So, let's welcome this amazing guest to the breakout room, Anne Shoshana Dikta. So, we are live in the breakout room and Anne is here with us. And how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful uh, day and it's, it's a day to be grateful. All right. That sounds good. That's a good note to start off on. We want to thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Andy's Personal Development. We believe that you will be able to help us to add value to the lives of the people that we reach out to every single day. So how's the weather where you are? I am in South Florida. Where are you? Uh -huh. I'm in the Caribbean. Oh, so we share some pretty common weather. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. It's a good way to start off everything. And I just want to be able to free up the atmosphere a little bit and help us to relax. So I hope you don't mind. I want to start off by playing something for you. And I want you to tell me how this experience was because I found it intriguing. Um, a bit comical and I mean... I say that in a good way. Nothing is wrong with that. But I just want to hear your response and see your reaction uh, as I play this short video. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but the part that I think uh, deserves some level of recognition. Hi, I'm Anshishana Dektar. I'm really excited to be here because I have something very special to share with you today. It's called the Soul's True Fulfillment Video Collection. And it's eight videos where I share with you how to live your soul's true purpose and be fulfilled every day. So I know there's a reason that you need this because it was the reason that I needed it. Because you have a greater than purpose, but you don't know what it is. 
and you lie awake at night and there's this nagging, empty, aching feeling inside and a background voice that drives you in the middle of the night and it keeps you awake and you keep hearing over and over again, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why am I here? It's enough to drive anybody crazy. It drove me nuts until I found the soul's true fulfillment. In this video collection, it has the answer to everything you're looking for so that you can live your life's purpose, have it revealed to you, so you can feel fulfilled every single day, like your life has meaning and purpose. I know. Okay, so <laughs> I love that smile. I love that smile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Expound on that for us, please. I found it so intriguing, amusing. It, it, it was a combination of all these things together. Just educate us a little bit on that, please. Well, first of all, the question is, is do you believe you're here for a reason and a purpose and not just to take up space? And this will probably make you laugh and it's probably a little disgusting, but we take up space, we eat, we poop, we do it all over again. Do you believe that mm -hmm. that's what we're here to do? Nope, certainly not. No, we're here for a greater than purpose. There is something, there is a reason why that we are born and we are created and we come down to this earth to do a specific purpose that only we can do and no one else can do. And if we can't do that, then there's our soul. It's our soul that talks to us and drives us and says, feed me, nourish me, set me free. Let me do what I was created to do. And if you don't do it, you literally are torturing yourself. It feels terrible. It's, we get to a point, however, we can, where we can numb ourselves, Andy, mm -hmm. where we can shut the voice down of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can numb ourselves in many different ways. We can go shopping. We can go eating. We can work out. We can have sex. We can, we can do all the things that our physical bodies want to do that are a momentary distraction. Yeah. But the long-term fulfillment and joy and no regrets life that we are seeking can only come when we live our greater than purpose. I agree. And, and I fully understand that a whole lot of people need to hear what you're saying. And they need to pay attention because we are not just here to be a statistic. There's a divine yeah. purpose for our existence. I firmly believe that. And, and I, I just want to go ahead. Go ahead. If I, just, if I just may say, Andy, I don't want sure. people to get caught up in the God religious thing. Mm -hmm. This is a universal divine thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most people, and I mean, if they don't, then they won't be listening to you because this yeah. goes hand in hand. Most people believe in a greater than, in a divine. Yes. And I don't care what religion you are, and I don't care what you call it, if you call it God, source, higher power. But we are two aspects. We are the physical, mm -hmm. and we are the spiritual. We right. are the body, and we are the soul. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Thanks for sharing, Anne. You know, I just want to look at your history a bit because the history of someone uh, basically tells us about the power of their lives. And it gives us a reason to understand why they are here at this point in time, all of us. 
So I want to go back to the time when you will be probably between the ages of seven, eight, or nine. Could you recall anything striking about your childhood days? Oh, yes. There is <laughs> one, one major pivotal moment in my life when I was eight years old. Uh-huh. So this, it's cool. It's a really cool story, actually. And it's, it's very warm and dear to my heart. It's about my dad. Okay. Um, my dad always wanted to be a vet. Mm-hmm. He, met, he met my mom when she was 16 and he was, I think he was 20. Yeah. And his, when she turned 18, they wanted to get married. And I'm not, I'm not judging. I don't know what went down with his family, but his father said to him, basically, if you want to get married, then you have to work. Mm-hmm. I have a family business. Come get working, support your family, but I'm not going to support a family and vet school. Okay. So, my father said, okay, he, I, he says, I, I want my wife and thank God mm-hmm. here I am and my two younger bros. So, um, but it left such an empty hole that nothing my father could do till the day he died could fill that hole. When I wow. was two years old, he bought his first horse. Mm-hmm. There, there are pictures of me riding as a little baby when i'm three years old he buys the second horse Mm -hmm. when i'm eight years old he picks up and moves his family from a thriving vibrant city to a farm oh i did not want to go (laughs) and i remember on that day when the moving truck came um i ran away from home or as far as away as my eight-year-old legs could carry carry you Yes. Mm. And I remember him basically grabbing me by the scruff of my neck Mm -hmm. and dragging me back to the moving van. And that was the first time in my life where I felt like I had no control, where where my free will had been ripped away from me. Mm. And years later, My father, fast forward, my father comes to visit me. I had moved to Florida. I'm 26. He has gone bankrupt numerous times. He's done everything he can to fill this empty hole. Mm -hmm. And he's going to come down to Florida and start all over. And two weeks later, he drops dead in my house. Wow. And I know it was from a broken heart. (laughs) And... I know with 100% certainty the message from that experience is, is that you can never run away from your calling. Yeah. Wow. So I don't think he died a happy man. I think he died with a lot of regrets. And that's I made a decision there and then that is not going to happen to me. Okay. So, I mean, there's more to the story if you want me to tell mm-hmm. it. It's up to you. You want me to continue? You want to ask me questions? Or <laughs> You are so free-flowing, but I can feel the passion. I can feel the emotion, as you recall. And that is powerful because people need to know that what we experience in this life is real. It's real. And it's responsible for us making certain decisions. I'm reading here. It says that I was married for 13 years and felt like I was going nowhere personally, professionally, spiritually, 
and emotionally. And I'm thinking that is not a healthy place to be at all. Could you describe that experience for us, please? How it was like for you? How did you manage? So for 13 years, you know, like I said, um, mm-hmm. when my dad came to visit when I was 26, that was the beginning of me really waking up and saying, hmm, this this is not my life has to work because that now looking back after the 28 years of learning multiple spiritual disciplines and mm-hmm. how universal truths and Kabbalah, mm-hmm. yeah. I now know that our birthright and destiny is to live a life of joy and fulfillment. Okay. So just going on intuition back then, like on a wing and a prayer, I said, something's not right. This is this is not the way life is supposed to be. Okay. So I injured for a bit. I was very young. I got married at 21. I had I knew nothing. Mm. And by the time I was 30, we had our first child. We had been married for 10 years and I didn't have a kid. And, you know, that alone should have told me something. Yeah, yeah. I kept delaying and delaying and delaying. But I had my kid at 31 and at 33, I divorced. Okay. I left. I said, you know what? This is literally hell on earth. How mm-hmm. could it get any worse? And, but I started learning. I started learning very intensely um, major personal developments, spiritual disciplines, Kabbalah. I started that at, at 29. Started learning intensely. By the time I was 33, I said, you know what? I have to start now putting into action what I've learned. I have to start creating Mm -hmm. this fulfilled life because it's only in my hands. It's in nobody Mm -hmm. else's hands. I like that. So I I left a 13-year marriage and Mm -hmm. lots of money. And I didn't, I didn't, we didn't want for anything. And my income, my, my career was tied in with my, my ex. We had built a business together and I walked away from everything. I just took my kid and I went and I said, whatever will be, it will be good. Yeah. Why? Because God is good. And yeah. everything that comes from God is good. Amen to that. It's just that the path. Mm-hmm get us from point A to point B, to get us from chaos mm-hmm. to fulfillment, we choose how fast or slow we get there. Okay. And that's educational. Thank you for sharing, Anne. You know, as I look into the information, I realize that your life has been one of a tremendous process. <laughs> and Obviously, it has strengthened you to the extent that now you have, you know, that that feeling to give back and to help and to support people who are struggling. Personally, for you, what are some of the lessons, the life lessons that you would have learned that you keep remembering that comes to your mind? And it is more easier now with all the educational stuff that you can help people. What are some of the life lessons that were really valuable to you personally through all the experiences that you have been through? Look, we learn that we are created to fall and pick ourselves back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I always say to people, if you're going to be sitting on the fence, 
if you're not going to take action, if you're not going to just do it, I love Nike for that. I really okay. do. But I think I think just do it really has its roots more in the, the Bible than it does in Nike. Okay. But it's a teaching that um, I take very, very close to heart. And it's a teaching that I share with everyone. That okay. we, we live in a world of action, in a yes. world of doing. Yes, and many people who say that they are spiritual and connected, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, they, they live on the mountaintop and they go, oh, right. And they mm -hmm. think that's being spiritual. It's only a small part of it. Uh -huh. Being connected to source, being in balance between mind, body and soul. First, we have to be in action. We have to be doers. But yeah. conscious doers, uh -huh. we have to think before we act. Mm -hmm. And that's that's an art, Andy. It really is. Yes. Because our nature is to be reactive. Yeah, yeah. So rather than be reactive, we have to learn how to be proactive. <laughs> yeah, that's a skill. That's a so skill. So when we learn that and we filter all of our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, when we filter all that first through the acceptance of I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. That is my divine purpose. It is mm -hmm. all of humanity's purpose. Yeah. So if I am a loving, caring, sharing creator, I better filter my words through that my thoughts through that so this is a little esoteric so can i can i put this into action can i share a story sure yeah so i was at the supermarket recently and i was buying food and there we were at the ready made case takeout food case and there was a woman beside me like crazy negative complaining they don't know what to do. There's too many. There are not enough people, not enough people serving. The people are pushing and shoving and no masks and dangerous. And I was getting crazed by her, by her wow. negativity. I, I just, I was, I was inhaling it basically. I was choking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm a loving, caring, sharing creator. What will I do in this situation to turn it into light as opposed to darkness? I said, you know, right now I'm just going to walk away. Mm -hmm. So I walked away. But guess what? This lady ended up behind me in the checkout lane. And then <laughs> wow. she started all over again. Oh, my. And I said, oh, 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 I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. What am I going to do? Because I am responsible for bringing light into the darkness. Uh -huh. That is my, that is my, that is humanity's calling. How okay. am I going to bring light into this dark place? Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. I'm filtering it and I'm thinking before I'm speaking, because what I really wanted to do, Andy, was death by banana. Oh, my. Okay? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my initial reaction. So I said, no, you're a loving, caring, sharing creator. How would a loving, caring, sharing creator bring light into this situation? So I thought about it a little bit and I'm just listening to her. Uh-huh. 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 Mm -hmm. And then I finally, the answer came and I said, you know, I really hear you. This is really frustrating. I get it. I'm frustrated too. It's a long wait. Yeah. Yeah. People are pushing and shoving. I get it. 
Yeah. I go, but really, can I ask you a favor? And she mm-hmm. went, what? Like very suspicious. What? <laughs> okay. Typical New York. What? Uh, so I said, I hope nobody shoots me for that statement. So I said, really, can we approach this situation from a place of gratitude? Mm-hmm. She says, what do you mean? I said, well, look around you. I said, you know, this is when everything broke out in the Ukraine. I said, you're not at war. Yeah. yeah. I said, you have plentiful food. You're in air conditioning. I said, it's really something to be grateful for. Ah. And then I looked at her, and this is where I put a little bit of the zinger in, because we're here to speak divine truth. And sometimes divine truth, people don't want to hear it because it's the truth that hits too close to home. Yes. So I said to her, and you know, there's a divine truth that if you really want something to complain about, God will give you something to complain about. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So she turned. At this point, I held my breath because now I was terrified that she was going to do death by banana on me. Uh huh. So she turned to me and she said, Wow, thank you so much for telling me that. She goes, My sister always tells me that. Thank mm-hmm. you for reminding me of that. Right. So that story, that's, that's how we as human beings can heal the world. Okay. Okay. By filtering, by thinking before we speak. But first, we have to know mm-hmm. that our global calling, we have a global calling and we yep. have an individual calling. Mm-hmm. Our global calling, every single person on this earth is here to be a light, is yeah. here to be a loving, caring, sharing creator. And when you take responsibility for that, your whole life changes. Mm. Wow. Fascinating, Anne. I'd love for you to, to help us understand the program that you have in place that can help people to actually come to a mindset where they can focus and find their purpose in life. How do you do that? I mean, I'm looking at a, a, a signature six-week coaching program. Is that part of it or is it? Yeah, is that's, it- it's called the Greater Than Purpose Project. All right. And for six weeks, like this is this is something that brings me so much joy because Mm -hmm. I see such transformation in people. Okay, what I see is are people going from being lost, Mm -hmm. not knowing, not sleeping. And it's usually people who have been around the block, who've had a few wake up calls, who've had a little bit of trauma and drama in their life. Uh-huh. And they are, they say enough. I'm okay. done. I okay. want to get off this merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. this anymore. Right. I'm done. So first I can only work with with people who are who are who have reached that turning point. Yes. And want to take responsibility and want the pain to be over. Okay. Great. And not, not everybody gets to that place. Yeah. 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 So we have people who are victims. And we have people who are creators. If you're a victim and living in a place of woes me, 
you're immediately disconnected from source, from the light, and your soul is suffering. Wow. Suffering. Your soul gets no light, gets no nourishment. Our bodies mm -hmm. eat food. Our souls eat light, eat God's yes. light. Yes. So when we're mad, sad, depressed, victim, fearful, anxious, judgmental, we ourselves are cutting ourselves off, cutting our soul off from its food source. We I, are doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else is doing it to us. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step in working with someone is where, 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 and most people don't even understand or know that where, where their, their come from is. We yeah. need to get them to a place of creator. Like we need to break that victim cycle. That's number one. So I help them identify it's, it's called, we monitor the internal dialogue. We have to start looking within. And like for most people, that's a fate worse than, worse than death. No one likes to look at their dirty bits. No one. Wow. But it's so important. It's like, how are you talking to yourself? What are the words you tell yourself? And when you start connecting with that, the, the stories that you tell yourself, the words that you, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm never going to make it, I'm tired, uh, I'm giving up, you did it to me, you hurt me. When you start identifying, the first place is coming to a stage of awareness. What am I in this world? Am I a victim or am I a creator? Yeah, yeah. Once we make that, once we come to that awareness, mm -hmm. then we can start creating a new pathway. And we do that through language. That's the first step with words. So now that you're really aware, you, I'm shy, I, I can't. No, I am powerful. I am a creator. I'm fat. No. I am a holy child of God. I am perfect the way I am because God created me this way. I All of the negatives. So you really have to start becoming aware. And, and it's a process. Some people get it right away. Some people, it takes months to even get to that first step of awareness. And it's just a process. It's an art. It's a practice. Once we come to that awareness, now we're able to say, okay, why am I here? And we approach that by looking at their tikkun, which is an mm. ancient, which is an ancient Hebrew word that means to fix. Oh, okay. To correct, to fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What am I here to fix? Because what we are here to fix is usually is highly, highly connected to our life's purpose. Okay. So how do we figure out what we're here to fix? It's funny. Um, you know, I'm just giving you a brief synopsis, right? Because I can't, you know, but but it's really funny because do you know the um, the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? Yeah, I do. Okay. So I will have everyone watch that movie. Why? Okay. Because the behaviors that keep happening over and over and over again that are very painful and create a lot of drama the only thing that changes are the people involved and maybe the environment that you find yourself in. But if you have okay. low self-esteem, mm -hmm. that low self-esteem is going to rear its ugly head at work, at home, 
in friendships, hobbies. So maybe part of the correction, the tikkun, is to become empowered, to become whatever it is. If yeah. you have anger issues, mm -hmm. if you're here to fix anger, mm -hmm. you're gonna, your button is going to be pushed. You're going to get angry, whether at home, family, work. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So what happens yeah. in this movie is that Bill Murray is a nasty, selfish, taking victim. Okay. And he wants someone else's girl. He wants someone else's job. He wants yeah. and he wants and he wants. Mm -hmm. And he's going to use whatever underhanded manner to get it. Yeah, yeah. Taking and selfish. That has nothing yeah. to do with being a loving, caring, sharing creator. Right, right. So he wakes up each day over and over again until he finally comes to the awareness. So here we go back to that first step. Awareness. awareness. Yeah, yeah. That he's a real shit. Oh, my goodness. That he's a really nasty human being. That he's making some really bad choices. And maybe I need to do something different if I want to have something different in my life. Yeah. So he starts making these small changes and he starts as he becomes more loving, as he becomes more caring, he starts to feel better about himself and he gets more power and strength to continue down that road to create a new language for himself, to create a new ideology for himself, to create a new him, a new, more improved and better him until he wakes up and it's a new day and his life is brand new. Wow. And we can all do that. First, we were created to do that. Right. What gets in our way? And this is the next step that I take people through. Well, if this is our birthright and destiny to live a life of joy and fulfillment and abundance with no regrets, how come bad things happen to good people? Yeah, big question. Right? Yeah. So then we learn about in the universe, there's a universal system that has the rules and the tools and it's the guideline. So then I start teaching them the universal system, how to play by the rules. There mm -hmm. is a certain set of rules for living a fulfilled life. So rule number one is that there are two forces in the universe. There's the good guy and the bad guy. You mm -hmm. ever watch the Flintstones? Or am yeah. I way older than you? You remember the Flintstones? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Okay. I do. I do. <laughs> so the Flintstones, do you remember Fred or Barney had the little red devil sitting on the left soldier, soldier, mm -hmm. shoulder? Shoulder, yeah. Little, yeah. The little white, white angel sitting on the right shoulder. That's right. And they would duke it out. And the little red devil would tell Barney or Fred, be bad, do bad, be selfish, do what you want, take, steal. I don't care what you do. And the little white angel would say, no, no, be good. Think about your actions. Yeah, yeah, be loving, yeah. be caring. Yes. We have these two voices within. And we have to learn who's talking. We have to learn how to filter those voices. Because the bad guy 
The minute we declare that we are going to transform and we are going to be light filled and we are going to make an impact doing good, mm -hmm. being good, self-actualizing, yeah. that bad guy goes cray cray. Okay. And will do everything in its power to thwart all your efforts at revealing light. Yeah. So you need to learn how to work the good guy and the bad guy. This That's is, right. you're not, like I always say to people, you got two voices in your head, but you're not, you're not a psychopath. There ain't, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You got to yeah. learn how yeah. to work those voices. They're always going to be with you your whole life. Okay. Okay, Once great. you learn how to mm -hmm. identify who's talking and how to basically say to the bad guy, take a hike, not interested, no one home, not interested, go to sleep, go take a hike, do what you got to do, but don't bother mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Then we move forward and can transform. We've cleared the path. We've cleared the way. We have a lot of clearing to do and a lot of understanding yeah, yeah. of yeah. how the universe works. We need to learn the rules and the tools. Yeah. And there's that's it. So it's like by the time people get to this point, which is usually the third or fourth session, mm -hmm. they feel empowered. Ah, lovely. They have tools. Yes. When bad things hit the fan, I know what to do. Okay. I'm yeah. no longer helpless. I'm no longer that eight-year-old girl who had no choice when she was dragged into the car mm -hmm. to go to the farm. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So we have come to the part where we are going to do a quick break. We are very grateful and thankful for our special guest in the breakout room. She has been sharing some wonderful, inspirational and personal stuff, but all geared to bring value to our lives. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back as we take this short break with our special guest and Shoshana Dector live in the breakout room. Stand by. FindRadioGuest.com The place to click to find guests to interview for free. And if you're a radio show booker, podcaster, talk show host, or television producer, then this is the place to get podcasts and radio interviews or promote your books and products as a guest expert sponsor. FindRadioGuest.com. Check it out. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests, but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So, people, inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. That's www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. Or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com. That's lovebitsa at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development and we look forward to your communicating help us to help you to live a better life in 
personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you soon. Bye for now. Yeah, and we are back live. Continue with our episode and our special guest, and Shoshana Dikta, in the breakout room. And you have been so very helpful, I'm sure, to a whole lot of people. Um, I just want to quickly say a couple of comments. And this is from Loretta Packett. And she says, very interesting program, Andy. That's for me. Uh, but you were given the story about the woman in the grocery store. And she says, wow, blessed are the peacemaker. That's for you, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thumbs up. Yeah, thank you. So I'm looking at the information here, and it says that a friend invited you to a transformational workshop, and that was like an aha moment for you. You want to share that with us, please? Because I know that it would have been a pivoting moment in your life and really made a difference, brought clarity to where you wanted to go. Share that moment with us, please. It kind of falls into the category of you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us live in that space. And I, and I'm very, I'm very, very cautious when, when people, when I meet people who say to me, I know, I know, I know, I know, uh, I, I just, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, mm, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And the minute we shut ourselves down and think we know everything that, by the way, is the bad guy mm. saying, yeah, you know, that's your ego, your bad guy. I know it all. <laughs> so I, in my, you know, when we were younger and we were, we were having a hard time with our marriage and I was mm -hmm. in my limited ability and understanding capacity. I said, you know what, let's, let's go for therapy. Let's go for help. And the therapy wasn't working. And then a, a friend of mine said, why don't we do a transformational workshop? And I was 20, maybe I was 26 or 27 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, it's worth it. Nothing else seems to be working. Right. So what happens is we're only open to transformation is when we're in so much pain where we have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> yeah. So I was in so much pain. And so we, uh, I registered for this workshop. It was a three-day workshop. And it was just very, it was all about, yeah, you're here to be good. Yeah, you're here to be fulfilled and happy. Yeah, you're here to make a difference. And I'll never forget, there was one exercise they did and we stood in a circle. I don't remember the details. It was so long ago. But I remember uh -huh. that everyone was supposed to come in around in front of you, stop, and point at you. And they didn't even know us. It was just like, I think it was the first night of the seminar. Yeah. And just from our essence, our aura, our mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. there was a, they, they, pointed, they pointed at each person and said, giver or taker. Okay. And I am, as, as each person is coming around and standing in front of me, and I'm like shaking because this was just <laughs> being too exposed on all levels. Okay. Giver, giver, giver. And I'm like, what? What are they even talking about? I'm not a giver. Mm -hmm. I'm, 
I was so involved in my own pain that what giving did I do? I went to work. I came home. I went to the gym. I made dinner and I started life all over again. I wasn't volunteering. I wasn't giving back. What are they talking about? Giver. Mm -hmm. So when we put ourselves out there, Mm -hmm. I'm going to like bring it full circle back to what I said. We live in a world of action. We have to do. Yes. Conscious doing. I could have gone on a vacation, but no, I decided to do something for my soul, for Mm -hmm. my well-being, for my personal development. Yeah. So when you do, one step will take you to another step, will take you to another step, will take you to another step until you find yourself moving in the right direction. So do something, people. Do not sit on the fence. But not just not just anything, do something that's going to help you grow and transform. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Anne. You know, it reminds me of a quotation I saw. Um, It was Idris Elba, the the English actor. Um, He said his father always told him, there are two kinds of people in the world, the givers and the takers. He said the takers, they eat very well quite sumptuously but the givers they sleep better at nights oh i love that (laughs) and that was quite moving to me i loved it so much so yeah i i understand that moment for you that aha moment for you and how it pivotally changed your life into something so much better talking about the book it's entitled you aren't here to be good you are here to be better how to reclaim hope purpose and fulfillment in a world gone crazy. How did you come up with the inspiration for the name, the novel, the theme of this book? You know, it's really funny because when I came up with the tagline, how, how to reclaim hope, purpose and fulfillment in a world gone crazy. Mm-hmm. This was before COVID. Okay. Who would have known that, yeah. you know, cause we are in a world gone crazy basically, hmm. but it's the book, You Aren't Here to Be Good, You're Here to Be Better, is my whole system. It's, it was born out of my clients who said to me, oh, my God, there's so much. Can you, can you create like a worksheet? Can you create a, mm-hmm. a step-by-step guide? Yeah. So that's why I wrote the book. Very, you know, very simple, yeah. you know, stru- outline, structure. Yeah. And yeah. because truly... If we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. So we are here to be better. That's right. That's right. So how do we get from point A to point B in the fastest uh, way with the least amount of pain and chaos? Mm -hmm. Right. Fascinating. So we want to thank our special guests, Anne Shoshana Dikta for sharing her time with us in the breakout room and so much inspiring information. I have one like, and of course, the comments that I shared with you a while ago. But now, Anne, it's your turn. It's your turn to tell the people how they can make contact with you if they need you to help them to join your coaching program or to speak or to get your book, your social handles and so on. I'm going to stay out. 
I'm going to stay out of the way for a moment. And so it's up to you. Go ahead. Um, basically, everyone can reach me on Facebook at Anne Shoshana Dector. It is the easiest way to find me. My book is on Amazon. You aren't here to be good. You are here to be better. You can e- email me at info at annshoshanadector.com. And um, for everyone who's interested, if you reach out to me, I have a little booklet, a little guide of the five top life hacks for living a no regrets life. So I'm happy to share that with anyone who is interested. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for sharing. And we thank you so much, Anne Soshana Dector, for being our special guest with us in the breakout room. We also want to thank all those who would have given their comments and their likes. At this time, we want to say that we will see you on our next episode. And that will be uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on my other network, which is Inspiration and Truth. Our guest will be David Gandelman, and he's an author, meditation teacher at Cornell University and a coach. He's the founder of the Meditation School. David Gandelman at 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, live in the breakout room on Inspiration and Truth, the Facebook network. So... We say to you at this time, remember our watchwords, health, happiness, and prosperity. Until next time, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, along with our guest, Anne, saying so long, Godspeed, Shalom, Namaste.